We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. to have Brian on the program on this Wednesday as we get set for Notre Dame and North Carolina from Notre Dame Stadium Saturday night, a 7.30 kick here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Well, Brian, we're starting to see a little bit of an uptick with this Fighting Irish offense. They came up big down the stretch a couple of weeks ago at Virginia Tech. In that game, they rushed for 180 yards. They rushed for 170 against USC, who coming into the ball game was in the bottom third in rush defense in the country. Are you seeing on tape big improvements by the offensive line in the run game, allowing Kyron Williams to break free a little more? Is some of this the opposition that you're playing? How do you balance that conversation? Oh, it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I wrote about last week that what you're seeing now, now that Notre Dame has played Wisconsin and Cincinnati and surprisingly Purdue which I didn't would not have predicted at the beginning of the year being one of the best defenses on the schedule as you're now see them seeing them get into the part of the schedule that you just you just know hey these teams can score and a lot of people are focusing on boy they're playing some really good offenses and I'm like yes they are they're also playing some terrible defenses down the stretch and coming into last week's game the highest ranked defense on their schedule from a scoring standpoint was Virginia at 764 well, then they were giving up about 25 and a half points a game. Well, now Virginia fell to 73rd after giving up 40 <laughs> to Georgia Tech this past weekend. So, um, you know, it, it's partly the, the the opponent. But honestly, it's not just the opponent. I think Notre Dame has made improvements. Let, let's be honest. The Notre Dame offensive line got their, their tails whipped by some inferior defenses early in the season. Uh, the big thing is, Darren, and this, is, this has been a big thing for the offensive line all season is, yeah, I'm not asking you to be the, the 2012 or the 2015 or 17 or even the 2020 offensive line. I'm just asking you to do your job snap after snap, you know, get a body on a body, be assignment correct. And for the most part, that's what we saw Saturday. We didn't see the offensive line coming off and blowing people off the ball and just driving them deep like they did last year, 2017. And that's OK. That's that's not what you necessarily need them to do. 
What you need them to do is to, to be assignment correct and, and get a body on a body. And even when you get beat, if you can stay engaged, you can have success. A perfect example of that is there was a play on Saturday night where Josh Lug got beat inside. But he stayed engaged. He kept moving his feet. And as that guy went to reach for Kyron Williams, Josh was able to put him on the ground. Kyron spun out and ran for 12 yards. That's a win for me because Kyron Williams is, has shown, and even Chris Tyree when he's been healthy and Logan Diggs have shown, if you give, if you stay, keep a body on a body, they'll find the hole and they'll make plays. I mean, Kyron's just, you give him enough time, he's going to find a place to go. And that's really all they need to do. And if they can continue to do that down the stretch, they're going to have a lot more success uh, running the football. But then also the thing that they've improved a ton on is they've gotten much better at giving the quarterback time to throw. And I think part of that's putting Joe Walt in the game, uh, who's a much more mm -hmm. fundamentally sound player. It's, it's kind of kind of sad that your most fundamentally sound offensive lineman is a true freshman, but it doesn't matter. That's where he is. And I think the combination of him and Andrew Kristofik on the left side is has really upped their ability to protect the quarterback. And we saw again what Jack Cohn can do when he's given time, which has been the case all season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brian, I've never called a defensive play in my life outside on Madden. I don't think that counts. Why would USC use a three-man front against Notre Dame after watching opposing film all year against Notre Dame? I just think they're beat up. They're beat really? up so bad okay. up front that yeah, I really think it's just they have no depth. They they had injuries before the season. Then they had a true freshman that was supposed to start a nose tackle transfer. Drake Jackson's not 100. percent I honestly think it was just look, we got to try to get some more athletes on the field, and we don't have enough bodies to throw at, at Notre Dame. I mean, that's the only thing that I can come to grips with. I, I you know, they they threw a brand new defense at Notre Dame and, and coverage wise and I mean Brian Kelly talked about this on Monday. We talked about this on our show Sunday night. Um, and it makes the offensive performance even more impressive when you really mm -hmm. think about it because they they were having to prepare for things they had never really seen before. They have to react to things they'd never really seen before. But I, I think that's it. I just think USC so beat up up front that they just said, hey, let's try to get more athletes on the field. Brian Driscoll, the publisher of irishbreakdown.com, joining me on Sportsbeat AM on WSBT Radio. You look at Lincoln Riley in charge of that Oklahoma offense. They always put up big numbers, except in the first half against Kansas last week, which is just stunning. But you look at the history of quarterbacks there, Brian, and there's always that 
guy with a good strong arm, but the ability to when in trouble, get out of the pocket and run the football effectively. Rattler and Williams are the most recent quarterbacks to do so. Baker Mayfield could run around Jalen Hurts on down the line. I'm just curious. There was a line of questioning last week before the USC game to Brian Kelly in regard to developing two quarterbacks that you're going to play with totally drastic different styles of play. You've got Cone, a pocket guy. You've got Buckner, who is more versatile, who is very good at running the football. Just in your opinion, if you were building a football program, would you want the same style of quarterbacks consistently on your football team? Because if there's ineffectiveness or if there's an injury – there doesn't have to be a drastic change in the offense. You can continue to build on what you've done already this year by bringing in a quarterback with a similar skill set. And I guess the second part of the question would be, is this more this year? Jack Cohn just was the best guy they could get to fill the need they had at the quarterback position, and he just happened to be a pocket passer. I think the latter is true. I, I think that it's definitely that this that Jack Cohn was a guy that was a great fit. I mean, he was a kid from New York. He was a kid that com- was committed to Notre Dame to play lacrosse. He was a, a a young man that had experience, and and I think Jack's done a good job when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I I think if you put Jack Cohn behind last year's offensive line with last year's receivers, he, he he's a pretty darn good quarterback. You bet. And he has been at times this season. He's I mean, look, let's be honest. Notre Dame's got two more losses on their schedule if it's not for Jack Cohn, and you could argue a third because I still don't know if they would have been able to beat Florida State with a without the brilliant performance that Jack Cohn had in that game. But I think part of it is Darren is is you always want to recruit quarterbacks that can that can execute the offense that you're running and that you want to run. And I think when you look at Oklahoma, you say, yes, the, the voice of guys can run around, but the, the the way that Baker Mayfield played the game is nothing like the way Kyler Murray played the mm-hmm. game. But they could both execute that offense at a high level. What it allowed Lincoln Riley to do in year two with, with, with Kyler Murray is it allowed him to add certain elements that maybe you couldn't necessarily execute with Baker Mayfield. Not that Baker wasn't athletic or couldn't move. I mean, Baker had success running the football um, you know, during his time there as well. He ran for 300 yards and five touchdowns as a as a senior in 2017. But then the next year, Kyler Murray ran for over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. So it just brings a different element. But the offense didn't change. Just the emphasis changed at times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason Notre Dame is, has recruited more mobile quarterbacks. I would argue that the current crop has more in common than we've seen in the past when you'd have – you know, at, at times there was a roster in 2013 that had Tommy Reese on it and Everett Gol- You know, actually 2013 <laughs> yeah. didn't have Everett Golson, but you would have had Everett Golson, and you would have had Gunnar Keel, and you would have had uh, Malik Zaire. That's a pretty big difference. Different group of players had, had obviously Everett not got suspended and Gunnar not um, not transferred, but that was the expected. And there was there wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason to why they take Tommy Reese and. And uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the kid that they took in that class with Tommy Reese from was Andrew Cincinnati. Hendricks in that class. Uh, yeah, Andrew Hendricks, but there was another kid that that they got after Brian. Because remember, they signed three quarterbacks yeah. at Luke Massa. Massa, yeah. And and then the, the next year you go recruit Everett Golson, and then the next year you recruit Gunnar Keel, and then the next year recruit Malik Zaire. It was like there was no rhyme or reason to the type of quarterback that they were recruiting. I think when you look at what Tommy Reese has done. They recruited Ty- Tyler Buckner because he is the prototype modern quarterback. Mm-hmm. He will eventually get to the point where he's going to be able to sit in the pocket and pick you apart and make great throws. But he's also a dynamic athlete that can can run around and make plays. People have asked me who I'd compare him to, and he's not as advanced as Kyler was. But Kyler, there's a reason I brought up Oklahoma. 
because I think Tyler Buckner's you know comparison, if you know if you're someone who likes to do those comps, is Kyler Murray because mm. Kyler can sit in the pocket and pick you apart. He can read defenses. He can make. He's accurate. He can he can be a pocket quarterback who also happens to be an elite athlete and he'll hurt you with his legs. And I think Tyler can be that kind of guy. The difference is is obviously Kyler played at an elite high school in Texas at Allen High School and played for his entire career. Tyler Buckner played one year of high school football in his last three years. He's just not there mentally and from an experience standpoint. But Notre Dame recruited him because of not because he ran for 1,600 yards and 28 touchdowns in high school. They recruited him because he threw for over 4,400 yards and 50 touchdowns. And that's eventually where it's going to be. What we're seeing now is the coaches smartly taking advantage of. You have a dynamic athlete right there at quarterback. You have to use him. He's not ready to run the entire scope of your offense yet, so take advantage of what he does. Get that kind of athlete on the field and overcome when you get in certain situations the fact that you don't have a quarterback you know, that's necessarily a mobile guy and, and take yep. advantage of both of their skill sets in the right way. And Saturday night, I think, was the first time we saw them properly use a two-quarterback system. Cone looked good, given an opportunity to succeed. Love what he did on Saturday. Let me go to the defensive side of the football really quick, Brian. Kyle Hamilton will be out, of course, this week with the knee injury. Missed the last two quarters of the Carolina game last year due to a targeting call late in the second quarter down in Chapel Hill. So D.J. Brown got an opportunity to play a bit more against Carolina last year. D.J. will be playing alongside Houston Griffith at the safety position on Saturday. Your comfort level with D.J. Brown going into the ballgame, having a bigger role in this defense it just depends on which version of dj brown we see if we see the version that played last week if we see the version that played against purdue dj should do a solid job they're gonna have to they're gonna not be able to use him the same way they did kyle and that's okay but he'll be able to effectively do his job uh, if we see the dj we saw against florida state and at other times then it's going to be a bit more of a concern so it just depends on how consistent dj can be with his execution and being in the right position the, the thing about dj brown is He's a smart kid. He's not an elite. He's not a great athlete. He's a, he's an okay athlete, but he's a smart kid. He always he has to be assignment correct, and he has to be fundamentally sound. And when he's ever gotten in trouble in his Notre Dame career, like the missed tackle against Florida State that led to that long touchdown, mm-hmm. it's because he wasn't he wasn't fundamentally sound, and he has to be that. And the problem with playing a team like North Carolina is they they run so many plays and they go so fast. It can be harder to, to to be as fundamentally sound and assignment correct, which is a big reason why teams go tempo, and it's a reason why I've wanted Notre Dame to go more tempo because tempo tends to put an additional mental stress on defenses, which increases the chances that they make a mistake. And so DJ's going to have to be on top of that. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, they'll be fine because DJ stepped in the second half last year. There's a whole big difference as an offensive coach if I have, you know, 15 minutes at halftime to prepare for, uh, you know, not playing against Kyle Hamilton as opposed to five days to prepare for the defense not having Kyle Hamilton. So it's going to be a different animal. They're going to attack that. They're going to stress that. They're going to they're going to try to take advantage of that. And you know, it's to me, it's not really about DJ Brown playing better. This is about the front four. This is about the linebackers. This is one of those things like it's the ultimate backup quarterback syndrome, Darren. When a backup mm-hmm. quarterback goes down or when the starting quarterback goes down, everybody else says, hey, i got to pick up my game because our quarterback's not there. The Notre Dame defense has that same mentality with Kyle out. Hey, look, our star's not here. Kyle's not here. So Isaiah Foskey's got to do his job better. Jason Adamiola's got to do his job better. Drew White's got to do his job better. And that's ultimately how you're going to overcome not having Kyle. It shouldn't be 
the burden shouldn't be entirely placed on, hey, DJ, go play like Kyle <laughs> Hamilton. And we're going to be just fine, you know, because uh, there's not a safety in the country that you could get no. to transfer in this week and play like Kyle Hamilton. So don't ask him to do that. And then, and they're not going to. Marcus Freeman and his staff are way too smart to, for that. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna know that they need to find what DJ does well and build their their defense around that. Brian, do you think the defensive play calling will be more conservative this week with Hamilton on the sideline? I, I think it'll be similar to what we saw last week. Okay, uh, don't give because here's the thing: nor, there's not a team in the country, in my opinion, that likes to throw and is more effective throwing the deep ball than North Carolina. Sam Howell loves throwing the deep ball, and he's really good at throwing the deep ball. And and the issue is is if you if you're an aggressive if you're in aggressive schemes, yes, you may get to the quarterback more, but you're also going to leave yourself exposed to more perimeter one on ones against a team that has weapons and a team that loves to throw the deep ball. And so a lot of those negatives and those short gains can be negated by the fact that you you give up some big shots. And North Carolina is going to take shots, and so you have to ask yourself, are, are we willing to, to give up those shots or are we going to try to do what we did last year? And we is like looking at it from a defensive staff and what you did against USC in that, hey, let's try to keep things in front of us. You know, let's try to take away some of the quick game, but then protect against the deep game. And hopefully our defensive line can take the game over. I think the big key here, the big thing I'm going to be looking for here is, you know, can the defensive line shut down the run game and then put North Carolina in second and longs and third and longs, which then help you even better protect against the deep ball. So to me, the defensive line is going to be the key. Everyone's going to be looking at the secondary and all those type of things. But the defensive line, which has been, I mean, the strength of this Notre Dame football team all season has to be at its best on Saturday night. That's the unit to me that's going to ultimately determine this game. And if they're not able to get pressure on the quarterback and DJ Brown and Houston Griffith and Clarence Lewis have to cover for longer and longer, North Carolina's going to score points. Brian, what's happening at irishbreakdown.com? Well, we're going to break down all that stuff that we just talked about. (laughs) In more detail. Yes, in more detail. You know, we actually have an article. um, Grant Delvecchio, who's a senior at Notre Dame, who's a an intern and, a, and really just a, a great young aspiring writer uh, who who has done a great job for us at Irish Breakdown has an article on the front page about DJ Brown, talking about his opportunity to shine with some quotes from DJ. So that was really well done. I would encourage people to read that. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about uh, the Notre Dame defensive line today in my midweek musings, where I'm going to kind of take a look at um, just how you remember it used to be. Darren, people say, well, you know, you can't really have an elite defensive lineman at Notre Dame, and you really can't recruit edge rushers at Notre Dame, and you know, Mike Elson just continues to churn out edge rushers, top-level edge rushers. I mean, hey, we lost two guys in the NFL, no problem. We've got Isaiah Foskey <laughs> and Myron Tungvaloa, you know. It's just – it's really been impressive, and I think this is a perfect week to talk about that because the defensive line is going to be so very important to the success of the team this weekend. Brian, good to talk to you. Thanks for the visit. Appreciate it.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.